0: Welcome to a very special episode here of Bleeding Green Nation. I am hopefully a voice that you remember well. It's only been a few months. I am Michael Kist, and I am glad to return to the old stomping grounds for a passing of the torch because we have a new face, a new voice at SB Nation, and more to the point here at BGN. And today, we are going to get to know that face, that voice, that person a little better so you're going to be hearing a lot from her in the days to come and me and BLG may he reign forever and the rest of the staff here are thrilled to have her on board her name is Rachel Privet, the new audio producer here at BGN Rachel, welcome to your new home how you doing
1: thank you thank you so much I'm so excited to be here I'm thrilled to just be joining this amazing team so I'm really glad to be here and I'm feeling good
0: excellent so what we're going to do today gentle listener is do a little Q and A with Rachelle here so you can learn all about her. And there will be some Eagles questions thrown in there, but Mostly, we'll be digging into the person, the background, the experiences of Rachel here, and the questions will range from serious to silly. We'll bounce around quite a bit. Uh, before we get fully underway, a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, review, go to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review. In there, you can leave a question for one of our hosts, or just say that you're following directions. It is up to you 100%. Uh, it only takes a minute of your time. It really helps the feed, and we appreciate the heck out of you for doing it. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show as well, where you can hear some of our BGN talent all the time, whether it's me, BLG, uh, guest spots from people like Benjamin Solak and, and Ben Natan. You'll also be hearing Rachel in the future over there. But Rachel, with that out of the way, let's get involved. First up, a little bit about your, about your background, and you can kind of start wherever you want. But like, where did you grow up? What led you to this new phase in your life? Uh, tell us about your path uh, to, this, to this moment.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So um, born and raised in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, been here forever. Um, I went to Hampton University for undergrad, and then I went to Georgetown University for graduate school, um, a recent grad, 2020. But pretty much like I've always been around sports, like I grew up the only girl. I have two brothers, a younger brother and an older brother. So that's always been our thing. Like our bonding, we always played sports. So it's always been like a love of mine. I've always played sports in high school. So, um, it's always been something that was there. I didn't realize I wanted to do it until I got to college, uh, when I started working with the football team at Hampton University. And that's when I kind of realized, like, I love this, the power of storytelling, um, and talking about athletes because they're so much more than just athletes, like they're people. So that's mm. pretty much what drew me to it. Um, and since then, I've got some amazing opportunities. And now here I am like covering Philly, like that's so, so cool. So
0: that's amazing. And you've also covered the Ravens and the, and the Washington football team And your experiences. As, uh, tell us about that. And, and did you grow up with or form a rooting interest with, with either one?
1: So while I was in graduate school, I was freelancing with NBC Sports Washington as a digital producer. So a lot of uh, writing for the website, uh, just making sure I'm uh, copy editing different articles that our beat reporters were writing, tweeting out information. But I mean, yes, we were focusing on DMV sports in, in whole. So Washington football team in the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I grew up a Baltimore Ravens mm. fan. Uh, my dad is actually from Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, it's a fun fact. I didn't know, but he did tell me that uh, the Ravens were founded in the best year ever, like 1996, the year that I was born. (laughs) And um, that year when he found out, they actually thought about naming me Raven, but my dad didn't know if the team was going (laughs) to suck. So he was like, change of plans, (laughs) change of plans. So they didn't go with it. But like the Ravens have always been in my life and uh, my household is actually like a house divided uh half of us are Ravens fans half of us like a uh, half of us like the Steelers uh-huh. so game days are like huge in our household so it's like a holiday
0: that's an amazing uh backstory to the to the Ravens fandom there that's interesting that your name could have been totally different based on that that's that's incredible yeah. and I, and i think the listeners will appreciate that you definitely that you don't lead washington in this case seeing that they're they're you know in the division no. and <laughs> Rachelle is giving a big no, no on that one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Who's growing growing up? You know, going through sports and and in like developing your fandom. Did you have a favorite player growing up? Do you have a favorite player now? Who Who do you really? Um, whose game do you really like?
1: It was definitely Ray Lewis growing hmm. up. I feel like he's such a special player. He's a different player. It takes a certain type of person. Like, yes, if you look at his resume, he's like phenomenal. But I feel like even just looking at who he was as a person, as a leader for the Baltimore Ravens, um, you can tell that he's someone who just loves the game. I mean, clearly he's a beast on the field, but also, uh, he's a leader for the team and pretty much the heart. He was the heart of the team. So that's who I, you know, was rooting for. Definitely, uh, Ray Lewis growing up now. And I would definitely say Lamar Jackson, mm. um, Mainly because I feel like, you know, we hear so much about how the uh game is evolving and how now everybody needs a quarterback who's mobile or who's mm. quick. And I feel like that is him. It kind of rubs me the wrong way when we hear so much criticism about him. Yes, we haven't seen a quarterback like him win a Super Bowl um, yet, but I feel like, he, I mean, like, he, give him a chance. Like, yeah. I feel like he can do it. So the fact that people doubt him, it just makes me back him even yeah. more because I want to see him prove them yeah. wrong.
0: And the, I mean... A lot of people saying, you know, are you considering a move to wide receiver coming out of college? Like, you know, you don't you don't hear that stuff with uh, yeah, anyway. Not to not to get into to all of that because I'm a big Lamar guy too. I was a fan of Lamar coming out of college. Yeah. Um, I believe he's he he can be a really good quarterback. Um, that's a whole different situation there in Baltimore. and Hopefully they give him some help with some weapons and whatnot. But I love Lamar, so I like that answer. Is there uh, there a moment from your childhood that you can remember, a a football moment that you can remember like it was yesterday?
1: We used to go to a training camp during the summer. Sometimes they would come to like the Naval Academy or we would go out to Baltimore. And like getting autographs from the players, I think was like, definitely a memorable moment from my childhood because they were our heroes so it was really cool when we got to actually meet them in person that's probably one of my fondest memories from my childhood when it comes to football
0: i've got i've got one if i can if i can tell the story here that that for, for my childhood that i read that i remember like it was yeah. yesterday yeah. it was the it was the 1991 this is going to age me um it's the 1991 orange bowl <gasps> <laughs> it is it is notre dame okay, okay. notre dame against colorado now, my dad was, was a big Notre Dame fan, and for a long time I was too, right? It was the only team that you could be certain to watch on television at the time due to the TV deal. Things were a lot different back then. I was a big fan of Rocket, Raheem, uh, Ismail, their, their wide receiver. So anyway, the, the, the game is going on. Future Eagles running back Ricky Water scores a touchdown for the for the Irish. Colorado answers with a touchdown from Eric Bienneme. And yes, the same Eric Bieneme that's the Chiefs offensive coordinator. I didn't realize that until I went back and, and looked up the, the box score. So the, the game is what? Yeah, the game is ten to nine, Colorado in the fourth. And and the whole time it was past my bedtime, right? So I'm six years old. The whole time I'm watching the game through my bedroom doorway because I have the door just cracked enough to see through to the living room TV. Oh. Well, my dad finally notices and finally acknowledges that I'm awake and I'm watching the game and I'm interested in watching it through like one eye. So he comes to the door. He like waves me (laughs) in so we're sitting there on the couch and my dad is telling me don't worry kid they'll come back and like stuff of that nature and and you know for a kid that's like word of god stuff right like dad's telling me they're gonna win there's no yes. way there's gonna lo- they're, they're gonna lose so it all comes down to one minute left notre dame again trailing by one point colorado has to punt to them and they're punting to the rocket and the rocket takes it in at the 10 okay he hesitates a little he darts up inside he breaks three tackles breaking to the right sideline he outruns the punter he's gone for the touchdown they're celebrating in the end zone i'm jumping up and down in the living room i'm losing my mind and there's a flag on the field and it's clipping against notre dame (laughs) in this oh my god in this 90 yard game winning punt return is called back notre dame would never recover and when when they threw the interception to fully close it out i remember looking at my dad and yelling at him i will never root for notre dame again and i run to my run i run to my room i slam my door and i cry myself to sleep in my pillow i was just absolutely shattered from the whole ordeal and and, and, until 2017 every major memory that i have with sports are like that it's just pure and utter anguish i have no idea how i still stuck around
1: (laughs) no yeah well first of all the fact that you just how you just described that story it was like a, a movie reel, like in my head. Like I, I was picturing everything that you were saying. So, awesome. I love that, but dang, that sucks. Yeah, it's that really sucks what you were six. Yeah,
0: six years old, just completely crushed by football, and it was, you know, that's that's a that was a prelude of what was to come, and uh, and Philly fandom for yeah. a long time. And speaking of Philly fandom, yes, is, is there a perception that you had of Eagles fans that's either been reinforced or changed as you learn more about them recently?
1: Um my perception definitely has been reinforced. I would say uh I always knew like I always associated Eagles fans with being like uh passionate like die hard fans and they're hungry to mm. win. And I will never forget I saw this video, like I've seen multiple videos of like Philly fans, but I saw this one video uh particularly in like a fan literally climbed over like multiple rows to, like, fight the opposing team's fan. I was like, this is how you know, like, they're diehard. Right then and there, I was like, this is a team that you don't want to be on their bad side, (laughs) but I respect it. Like, they just want to win, and they're so frustrated right now. Like, I understand. Like, you want to win, and that's part of fandom. Like, that's just what comes with it.
0: Speaking of which, you said in your introductory posts that it's a great time to be an eagle, and... Out of, out of all the things that, that you said in the post, this was the one that was probably like most discussed in the comments and not like necessarily in a negative mm-hmm. way. But a lot of people were like, it's really not a great time to in it because the team is the team is struggling. Right. But like this is the start of something new. What, what went into to making that statement?
1: That's exactly what you just mm. said. This is the start of something new and that's how I'm looking at it. I mean, yes, the last few years have been rough, but I feel like this is the start of a new era. And to me, when I, you know, with the the brand new coaching staff coming in and uh, a new franchise quarterback, like that's exciting in my mm. opinion. Cause I feel like you're trying to, they're trying to move in a, in a new direction and in the right direction. Like they're trying to set up for the future, mm-hmm. for the long run. I would hope, you know, that there's optimism behind it and hope, you know, that it's going to get better after these last few years.
0: Yeah. And there's been like, you know, it, it's hard not to be negative about the Eagles right now and, and where they are and mm-hmm. how they've gotten here and, and what are the chances of them uh, digging themselves out of that hole. So I like that that positivity that, that you have coming into this thing. Speaking of which, <laughs> what's, your, what's your confidence level in Jalen Hurts being – the guy like let's put on a scale from from one to ten where, where are you at with him
1: I would say around like a six seven
0: okay.
1: for sure like I'm confident in him I'm rooting for him I'm rooting for him like I feel like give him a chance like we haven't really got to see him and this will be the first time hopefully we get to see him for the entire season mm-hmm. so I want them to give him a chance to really develop like he's super I mean he's young um, in last season, I feel like, well, he only got to start what maybe four yeah. games, four or five games. That's not enough, in my opinion. So, I'm backing him a hundred percent. Like, I want to see him, and I feel like if he ha- if he feels that he has the support from the franchise. I mean, his coaches, his teammates, like, I feel like he can develop into a leader that they need him to be. So I'm backing him. I want to see him succeed.
0: More positivity from Rachel on that front. I, lo- <laughs> I love that. You're, you're definitely higher on him than than, than I am. But, like, I, I think to your point, like, we don't know. He was He was brought in to be mm-hmm. a starter in a in a bad situation um where the offense definitely wasn 't catered to him this year. We get to see what what that looks like a full off season and all that and and part of this you know a quarterback being successful is is the support system around him, whether it be coaches or talent on the field and right now. The Eagles unable to spend in free agency. They've moved some assets. They've moved around in the draft and kind of said, "Okay, this is this is a full rebuild. Let's get some extra picks, especially for for next year." But this year, uh, that comes at the cost of moving back from from six to twelve in the NFL draft. Where do you any idea on where you think the Eagles should be attacking early in the draft?
1: When that happened, immediately I was like, "Okay, clearly they're banking on hurts." Mm. Because we, I think we kind of know it's less likely that they're going to get a QB at number 12. So that to me was like, okay, this is, like they're putting it out there. Like this is our Mm -hmm. guy. That's how I was looking at it. But I feel like now that they know that, maybe they need to focus on um, like the secondary um, or Mm -hmm. offensive line for sure. Uh, Building the tools around him. For sure. Uh, Because he needs like those weapons. Like it's going to fall on him. But I also feel like he needs he needs help. Like it's a a team sport. He needs people who are going to be there to help him. So um, offensive line, yes, but also secondary um, for sure.
0: Okay. I like that. All right. When we come back here on this special get to know episode of uh, BGN, we're going to get into some, uh, some different types of questions. We'll get into some, uh, some personal stuff, some hobbies, some, you know, what you like to do uh, outside of football, and maybe we'll throw in some extra football questions in there as well. That's coming up next, right after this. And we are back here on Bleeding Green Nation. Michael Kist here with BGN's new audio producer, Rachelle Prevet. So we've asked Rachelle a lot about her background. We've asked about some of her current Eagles takes and and, and, and all of that. Let, let's actually go outside of that for a second. I, I, I want to know about a little bit more about you, the person. What, what, you, what are your hobbies? What are your interests outside of sports? What do you like to do? Like like my interest, I, I'm, a, I'm a big a, people that the gentle listeners know this i'm a big history buff that's what i like to do i like to to read and and uh play Warzone and 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 different things but like what what do you like to do when you're not you know burying your head in in football research
1: i really like painting i've got into that since quarantine mm. like really honed in on it um it's fun it's therapeutic in my opinion um I love collecting sneakers. Okay. I probably spend way too much money on sneakers, but I consider myself a sneakerhead in the making. Okay.
0: I like that. Which, what's your favorite pair of sneakers?
1: Air Max for sure. I'm trying to get more J's, but they're, (laughs) you know, it's hard to get them. It is so hard to get them. You know, it's like a sport in itself, but Air Max for sure.
0: And I'm always looking for, for new shows to stream. What do you, what do you have for me?
1: I most recently watched Last Chance You. I have one more uh, episode to go. I'm trying to savor it because it's it's so good.
0: Is that the is that the is that the basketball one? The new basketball one? Oh, okay, okay. Is that good? Yes.
1: So this one is different. I I enjoy it so far. I mean, you saw this with football too. Like for these guys, this is their last chance. A lot of them, like either they're gonna make it or reality hits. So you see, like the blood, sweat, and tears that is you know left on the floor with these guys so i think it's really cool to see like the behind the scenes of what actually goes on and where you know their daily struggles i like that all american if you don't watch that already okay um and recently i got into marriage or mortgage on netflix but it's honestly just you know showed me that i need to do better saving my money (laughs)
0: What, what what is marriage or mortgage i haven't i haven't seen that what what's the premise
1: it's a show on netflix and it's uh these couples, you know, they're engaged and they're trying to decide if they're going to get married first, <laughs> pay for a wedding, or if they're going to buy a house, like, you know, put down the mortgage. Okay. There's a um, wedding planner and a, uh, a real estate mm-hmm. agent, a realtor, and they're pretty much trying to, you know, convince <laughs> them. And at the end, they have to choose, like, do I go with the wedding or do I go with okay, the
0: house? Okay, okay. Is it a case by Kid Cook? Because it's like, okay, so I got married first and then we bought our house. Do okay. you have a, watching this, do you have a preference on which one you want to do first?
1: I would like to get married <laughs> first. That's what I had in my yeah. head, you know? But I'm like, so much money. It's so much I didn't realize it. Like, it's so much money for both yeah, of them. Yeah,
0: It is. It's, it's a lot, yeah. And then you get into kids, yeah. and then, yeah, exactly. So you might want to lock down the house first. I don't know. I don't know. It depends. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we covered uh, TV. <laughs> you, you like painting. What about uh, music? Do you have a song that you're playing on repeat right now, or, or, or an album, or whatever the case may be? What are you listening to?
1: I actually like the song What's Next by Drake. Okay. It's really hype, like a really hype song. I feel like it, when I hear it, I think of like a, a sports highlight video, like really mm. quick. Like dope beats, so that's what I like so far. Uh I was most recent recently listening to Jasmine Sullivan's album she just put out a couple months ago, Um and also there's a song called "What It Feels Like" by Jay Z and Nipsey Hussle. So those are probably on repeat
0: right now. I like that. I think. I,
1: How about you? How about I mean, you?
0: I, I heard what's next on um, uh, I think the 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 Twitch streamer swag. Okay. He plays Warzone, okay. and like they they won, they won some tournament and whatnot, and they played that song, and like it's him and his crew who he just got, he just got like all of them paid and and into phase Clan and all that stuff, and they're celebrating and they're playing that song, and it was like a really cool moment. So I can see how that and that yes. song like like will get you hype for sure. So I like that. See now, m- my music tastes are a little bit different. I listen to a lot of hip hop, but okay. I think the main thing that I li- okay, I l- I love. Pavarotti. I love opera. I love classical. Like if I'm listening to anything, it's probably it's probably like like in the car, it's hip hop. But then like at home, when I'm chilling, when I'm reading and whatnot, it's classical. It's opera. It's it's stuff like that. That's that's what I like. Are I you are it. you a big are you a big reader at all? Because I'm I'm a huge reader, both fiction and history and whatnot. Like if you had a book, I'll put it to you this way: What book have you recommended the most to people?
1: Probably More Than Enough by Elaine Welteroth. Only because I feel like this stage in my life, that book was very relatable. So I feel like that's like a book club book for me and my girls. Like she hits on some, like she drops a lot of gems, in my opinion, uh, for people who are, you know, so early in their career and just trying to figure out life. So that's probably the book that I'm recommending most right now. I just
0: Googled it. It's very relatable. Yeah. It's a New York times, uh, bestseller winner of the 2020 NAACP image award for outstanding literary work and biography and autobiography. So yeah, that yeah. sounds, that sounds really good. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I like that. I like that. Mine would be like, <clears throat> it'd probably be, a history book. I think I think the one I recommend most is uh uh Rubicon by by Tom Holland. It tells like around the, the time period of, of Caesar in Rome. That's that's my specialty. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Random question. Your clone yes. shows up at your doorstep right now. This is a very important question. Okay. What do you do?
1: First, that sounds like a scary movie. Yeah. That sounds like something from a scary movie. I don't do scary I probably wouldn't open the door. Like, (laughs) I don't... I'm not opening the door. And then I would try to go find some weapons. Because if it's a clone, it's probably there to kill me. Like, they probably have superpowers. Yes. So I have to be prepared. Definitely. So... Don't open the door, get enough time to gather some weapons, and then, yeah, we'll see what goes from there.
0: Okay, I 100% love the fact that you're immediately offing yourself because I I always warn against people like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring him in, we're going to have some, we're going we're gonna to party, and he's going to work for me and everything like that. No, that clone is probably trying to no. replace you, right? Like, you both can't yes. exist in the same space. Like, you need, Not at all. you need to take care of that problem right now because I know how I would be if yes. I was transferred to another, like, another... Uh, parallel universe, and I saw myself. I would definitely take yeah. myself out, and and like if if that was like a yes. very desirable life, I'd be all about like no, that's I mean Me yeah okay like it. I
1: that's like us, the yes, movie yes. us. I didn't watch it. I did not watch it. But I saw the trailers and people told me. And I'm like, no. No, thank you.
0: Taking myself out immediately. Cool. <laughs> You're like one of the only people that – like I've asked this to a bunch of people. I've asked it to Chris Long, the former Eagle. I've asked it to all, all these different all these different athletes. And I feel like I, – I think Melvin Gordon was like, yeah, he's going to do practice for me. And I was like, brother – Come on, man! Know. He ain't doing all that. He ain't doing all that of the heavy lifting for you. He's 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 coming after no. your level. You're a millionaire. Like you get that right?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so all right, right.
0: I love that. You're 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 gonna survive in this industry, just based on that answer alone. <laughs> I love the mindset.
1: Thank <laughs> you. I hope so.
0: <laughs> so Rachel, I, th- I think that's all the, the the questions that I have for you today. I feel like that's a good primer for people to get to know you. Do you have any last words for the gentle listeners uh, before we get on out of here?
1: I mean, I'm just super excited to be here, continuing to learn, you know, as much as I can about the team and the city. Um, I'm just glad to be here. So excellent. Yeah.
0: And what's your where, where can people follow you on social media? plug away.
1: Um, On Twitter and Instagram, uh, you can follow me at Rachel Monique, um, R-A-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E.
0: Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate you uh, coming on to talk with me today. It's good to be back here at BGN for an episode to, uh, to kind of transition into a new era for BGN. Gentle listener, thank you for listening. Remember, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. We thank you for stopping by. Go dominate and have yourselves a day.